Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. <laughs> B-F-F-T. Now, presented by High Caliber Millwrights, live from Los Angeles, site of Pac-12 Media Days, here's John Canzano with the bald-faced truth. Well, it's a big day. I'm in Los Angeles as part of Pac-12 Media Day. You're going to have a great show today. You're going to hear all about all the guests from Justin Wilcox, the Cal coach, to Chip Kelly, to Dan Lanning, to Jonathan Smith. But I want to jump right into it. If you're a Pac-12 football fan, you want to know what the heck's going on with the Pac-12 conference and the remaining 10 members of this conference. And there's no better place to start than with George Klyovkov, the Pac-12 commissioner. Pac-12 Media Day, George Klyovkov, the Pac-12 commissioner, stepping in. Uh, you, you gave State of the Union address this morning. Yep. And then you took some questions. <laughs> I thought you got the scalpel out a little bit. I like that. You didn't use the sledgehammer, but you got the scalpel out a little bit. And... Yeah. You know, at some point you get tired of people trying to destabilize your conference, and you got to hit back a little bit. And listen, I in the grand scheme of things, having a healthy Big 12 and a healthy Pac-12 would be good. You know, to have both those in the Power Five and to have those votes in the room would be helpful. Um, at the same time, you know, we've been taking shots for the last four weeks, and I was just tired of it. Was there a reason why you stayed quiet? Was that strategy? or? It, it was strategy because, I, I, candidly, we've been incredibly busy. We've been doing serious, serious work, and I could have spent all day chasing down rumors and mm -hmm. talking to reporters off, you know, uh, on background and not for attribution and, you know, dropping all sorts of nonsense. And, uh, you know, I think at the end of the day, what you produce matters. And I thought I could be more effective in producing something great for the future of the Pac-12 if I actually spent my time working on it as opposed to refuting nonsense. There is a lot of nonsense out there. There's a lot of, uh, you know, unsourced nonsense that's out there. And I keep telling yep. the audience here, like, I'm only going to give you stuff that I can source that I know to be true, uh, quality, in-depth stuff. But from your position, how destructive is it to have kind of that? No, it's incredibly destructive, yeah. but that's why they do it. Listen, when I was in journalism school, we were taught you got to source things from two reliable sources, and you can't run with it until. And now we've got, you know, folks in the national media reporting stuff that are on burner Twitter accounts. Yeah. It's just unfortunate, but it's the world we live in. you got to adjust to it. And... Again, uh, you know, I don't have a thin skin. I'm okay with this stuff. Uh, it does destabilize people. Uh, for the first week after the news broke about UCLA and USC, I would say we were in a fever pitch and people were nervous and scared and, you know, every little rumor sent people off. And I kept reiterating and reiterating, don't believe everything you read. Don't believe what you read. I'm going to report back to you the truth. And I'll tell you, our presidents and chancellors and athletic directors, particularly in the last three weeks, have been absolutely incredible. And on top of all of that, they've been going out of their way that if they hear something from someone else or if someone from a different conference is approaching them, they forward me those messages. Yeah. And those are fun to read. I've read every single one that's been sent to our <laughs> conference over the last three weeks. And it is amazing how brazen some of these folks in these other conferences are. I was looking back at photos from last football season, and I caught a photo of you and Kevin Warren in the press box at Columbus. Yeah, that and was a fun day. It was a fun day. It was a fun day. Pac-12 got a win that day. 
And then I've watched, you know, the Alliance news conference. And yeah. on a personal level, did it bother you what the Big Ten did? Well, listen, I, I, I don't want to talk about personalities or how they go about their business. Um, I've always been someone that has given every single person I meet respect and trust until they give me a reason not to give them respect and trust. I'll just leave it at that. George Kliofkoff, Pac-12 commissioners with us. Uh, media rights, revenue access to the college football playoff which of those is more valuable to the pac-12 we need both and we will have both you're confident of this confident some one ad told me george is kicking ass i'm trying (laughs) and it's by the way it's because i've got lots of really really good people working for me it's not me the you you said before in previous conversations you're a puzzle solver i've thought about that because this is a puzzle yeah it's a rubik's cube oh it was it was before ucla and usc it was a complicated, difficult puzzle before that. It got a lot more complicated and more difficult in the last four weeks in a day. But that's okay. I'm built yeah. for this stuff. Day 365, you're in Montana? 364, 364, right? 364, you're in Montana. <laughs> I'm in Montana driving to Idaho in an area that does not have cell coverage. And I get uh, several urgent text messages from my deputy commissioner saying, find a place with cell coverage and call me. It's Murphy's Law. I mean, that's just how it works. Well, you know? I, think, like, I, I think it was the second or third day of my first vacation on the job yeah. after a year. How did and that fly with your wife? Like, hey, uh, I'm she, sorry. She's she's awesome. <laughs> she she's seen me go through these things before. She's you know fully supportive. Uh, I had to relocate back to Las Vegas because I really needed all of the opportunity to have connectivity and the computer and everything else. So I left her up in Montana and. Uh, came back to Vegas, and I've been working from there ever since. And then we're getting through it. Uh, you said during your State of the Union that you know you're exploring expansion. Yes. You mentioned geography. You mentioned media value. I go to television households. I go to a yep. place like San Diego, or maybe into the state of Texas. Is there anything else beyond that that is important to the Pac-12? Well, I think the normal things that anyone would look at are um, the the kind of media landscape and where it fits in the media landscape and whether or not you're adding a really valuable DMA or not, right? Then for us, we look at athletic competition because, you know, as the Conference of Champions, you want someone who's going to invest broadly in sports and be competitive in a lot of sports. Uh, So that kind of limits who you can look at. Um, We we do have kind of a cultural and academic fit, which is important in the Pac-12, maybe more so than other places, but it's important to our presidents and chancellors. And remember, they're the ones who make these final determinations. And then I think what makes us different, at least from what I've seen recently, is we're actually going to take into account what's good for our student-athletes. Right? Not, not that there are any schools in Boston, but we're not adding a school in Boston because we're not traveling kids to Boston to play games. The idea that UCLA is gone. Maybe. Maybe. Okay, let's start there. Beyond the UC system getting involved, yeah. is there a scenario where a media partner comes in and says to UCLA, hey, we can get you to $75 million if you stay? Is that on the table, too, or are you exploring something like that? You know, I, I'm, I'm not going to get into the specifics. What I will say is that um, the, the UCLA community I feel bad for. Uh, the vast majority of people in that community um, – immediately did not like this decision and i think the longer the decision sticks the worse they're going to like it you've got student athletes who do not like it you've got families of student athletes that really don't like it uh we've had coaches uh throughout the pac-12 who are picking up recruits that otherwise would have been to ucla and usc because the kids don't want to 
travel like they're going to have to travel. Um, the alumni don't like it. The fans don't like it. The staff and particularly the faculty yeah. really don't like it. I mean, it, it, they've, they've put themselves in a tough place. I don't envy that. Um, I, you know, I am not predicting that they come back. I think, you know, the strong majority kind of is that they're going to stay by going to the Big Ten, unfortunately. But if they came back, we'd, you know, we'd welcome them back. The, yeah, I think, you know, David Shaw said it to me. He, he thinks geography wins in the end, a decade from now, 20 years from now. Oh, yeah. He thinks it's back to, hey, southeastern teams playing in one place. And yeah. it just doesn't work, does it? I, it doesn't work for student athletes. Yeah. It, it may work for football, if we're honest with each other, right? Fewer games, higher profile, you know, chartered jets. Um, I, I think for a lot of the sports, it absolutely won't work. And it will cause mental and physical harm. It will cause a degradation in the ability to participate fully in the academic pursuit. I mean, uh, student athletes are not going to be in a good place as a result of these decisions and decisions that were driven by short-term financial gains, which I understand. The, uh, the idea that unequal revenue sharing could be part of a future um, or agreement creates some problems. You know, you're in the room with somebody who's making more than you. Is that something on the table right now? Well, I mean, we haven't taken anything off the table. Um, I, I think there are, there are creative ways to do unequal, un, unequal sharing. Um, so just I'll give you one thought. There are lots of thoughts like this. But um, instead of unequally splitting up the media revenue, maybe there's a bonus off the top for anyone that wins a national championship or you get to keep your basketball units or you get to keep a portion of your CFP payment for being in the CFP. And that, for me, incentivizes the right thing, which is building and creating great competitive sports programs and you know our bigger brand schools that do that more often will see more financial benefit from the conference but we might still keep equal sharing uh, that's on the table lots of other things are on the table i think the first job is figure out what the media rights deal looks like and see what what pie you're splitting up so that's where we're focused all right you got your, your opening statement was great you were very measured and then you got a q a and then i saw george kleofka <laughs> i saw you i saw you roll your sleeves up and you'd had enough, hadn't you? Uh, I've had enough for four weeks. Yeah. You, but did it feel good? <laughs> did it feel good to throw one, well, throw a punch? Listen, I, you know, I, I, I tend to be a collegial person. I, I don't like doing that. But at some point, you you got to take the gloves off. George Kleofka, we'll get you back on soon when you have more to talk about. That'd be great. Uh, are we talking yeah. about a couple of months here with the media rights stuff? I, is... I think so. Um, you know, we're drafting behind the Big Ten because they're going to set a big number yeah. and we're going to draft off of that. Um, I don't know when their deal is going to be done. You know, uh, a Fox executive earlier this week said a couple of weeks. You know, I, it'll get done by Labor Day one way or the other. And then we're going to then jump in with, you know, every effort we can to get the most money for our schools. And that'll take a couple months to get through that process. Yeah. So sometime this year. You seem confident about the access to the playoff. And that's the part of this that I'm going to leave thinking about. Yeah. You feel good about that. Uh, to the college football players? Yeah, the, the, the Pac-12 will have access to a future college football playoff, or do you feel I, like you have it now? I can't see an argument for us not having access to the college football playoffs. I mean, I I think we're going to be right in the middle of the Power Five when it comes to revenue per school. So um, unless we're only giving access to two conferences, I think we're okay. George Kleofkoff, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, real pleasure. Good to see you. Leave it here. We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Baltimore. Hey, sorry to interrupt the podcast, but 
If you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.